All right. We're glad you joined us again for this episode of the First Baptist Church podcast. I'm Jonathan Raffney, Minister of Discipleship and Administration here. We're going to be taking a quick review of Pastor Mark Lindsay's sermon from this past Sunday, the 26th. Title of the sermon this week was The Bread of Life from John chapter 6, verses 25 through 35. We'll reference that just a bit tonight. If you have a Bible with you and you're not driving a vehicle presently, I'd encourage you to go ahead and open up your Bibles to the book of Matthew, though, chapter 11, and we'll read verses 28 through 30 as part of this podcast here in just a bit. A couple quick reminders before we jump in. If you have some feedback, some comments on some of the things mentioned in this episode, we would love to hear from you. You can email me at help, H-E-L-P, help at fbcbigspring.org. That's help at fbcbigspring.org. We'd love to hear what you think about this. And if you have any questions that, that pop up or maybe even ways that I can pray for you, I would love to hear from you. The other thing we would like to get some feedback on is some of our episodes that come out later in the week. We had Alan Schantz, Minister of Worship, on as our special guest a couple of weeks ago. And we have a few other guests lined up to speak on the podcast and kind of do some interviews. But we would love to hear some suggestions from you on that. Who would you like to hear from? What are some of the topics that you'd like us to discuss? And so we would really appreciate it if you'd get us some feedback on that. Just send us an email, help at fbcbigspring.org. Also encourage you to share this with your friends. You can access this podcast in a couple of different ways. You can access it directly through anchor.fm, our podcasting provider. You can also access it through a variety of podcasting sources, including Apple Podcast. Just search First Baptist Church Big Spring, and Jonathan Raffney is the author of this podcast, and you can subscribe to that and get notifications of new episodes as they come out. You can also keep up with it on our church website under the Get Connected tab and Small Group Bible Study. It'll also be posted on our church Facebook page. I encourage you to share that with your friends, especially if one of these episodes you really feel like maybe that would be of great benefit to someone you know. We would encourage you to share those links and this information about the podcast. But let's go ahead and jump in today. Pastor Mark talked on Sunday about the bread of life and how Christ is the essential provider of our life, and He is the provider of that type of life that does not go away, does not go bad, it does not spoil, and it does not perish. And we need to be reminded of that on a daily basis. So Pastor Mark looked at this idea of where Jesus is describing Himself as the bread of life. Verse 27 he talked about, do not work for food that perishes, but for the food that endures to eternal life. Basically, what we learned on Sunday is the people that Jesus were speaking to at the time had put a lot of efforts into things that were earthly matters. And those things ultimately were not going to matter. And he said, stop wasting your time on these things. Focus on the eternal things. Focus on your relationship with God. Because that's the relationship that's going to satisfy you forever. 
things of this earth are going to pass away, but God's love is never going to go away. It's never going to spoil. It's never going to go bad. It's going to endure forever. I don't know about you, but many times when I'm about to go out of town for more than a day or two, maybe you're going to go on vacation for a week, or you're going to spend some time away with family at Christmas for an extended period of time. What my family does, we we go into our refrigerator those few days before we go, and we try to eat up everything that's in there, basically, not have anything go to waste. But ultimately, the night before, the morning of the departure from our trip, there'll be a few things that are left in there that we weren't able to use, and we know they're going to go bad before we get back, and so we want to clean out that fridge and make sure it's ready to go so we don't come home to something that's spoiled or has has gone bad. But I know most of you have been in the position we've been in sometimes before where you you do all that, you get ready, you load the car, and in the hustle and bustle of trying to get ready for your departure, you somehow forget something. But you don't know you forgot that certain item in the back right corner of your fridge until you come home and open your front door and begin to smell something. And it gets stronger the closer you get to your fridge and you open the fridge and you're just knocked down by something and you look in that produce drawer and discover way in the back is is what looks like what appeared to be a cucumber. And it's just oozing whatever cucumbers do after a week and a half in the fridge and it was already ripe when you left. And it suddenly turned to something that's not so good smelling and may not be any, even green anymore. And, and you have to clean it up and you have to clean the whole fridge out with disinfectant because it just smells terrible in there. We've all made a mistake like that before. Maybe you left a gallon of milk in the in the car after a trip to the grocery store and you don't drive that car for a couple of days and you come back and you're just knocked down the moment that you open your car door because it just smells terrible in there. We've all had those moments where we forgot that something was about to go bad and then we come back to it later and we discover, oh, it's gone bad and it's gone bad fast. That's what the people are thinking about here in in the Bible passage where they discover what Jesus is really trying to teach them. He's saying, you've put all your effort into these things that are going to spoil they're going to go bad. They're not going to last. And you're focusing all your efforts on these things that, that, are, that are going to go away. And you think they're important, but ultimately they just end up stinking up your life. Because ultimately they die and they go bad. But what Jesus says is, I'm the provider of the bread of life not the bread of death, the bread of life that's going to sustain you going forward. It's going to provide for you something that only God can provide. It's never going to go away. It's not going to be something that begins to stink up your life. It's always going to be there, and it's going to be there in the exact way that God has designed it for your life. Jesus also tells the people there that he's going to provide them with rest. 
I don't know about you, but many times I'm I'm tired after a long day of work, or I'm tired after doing some yard work or some gardening, or maybe it's a home improvement project or something, and I come in and I'm I have a nice cold glass of water, maybe a, a Gatorade, and I sit down on the couch and it's nice to have that break. That's not exactly the type of rest that Jesus is talking about here in John chapter 6. And it's not the kind of rest that we're going to read about here in just a few minutes over in the book of Matthew chapter 11. The type of rest that we experience most often in our lives and the type of exhaustion is we're tired from physical work. Maybe we're tired from mental situations that are going on. It's been a trying week in your family. It's been a difficult time at work. And a lot of times we can so stress ourselves out <clears throat> over those things that it begins to have an effect on not only our, our attitudes and our sleep patterns, but it can have an effect on our physical body. Remember a few years ago, we were having Disciple Now weekend here at First Baptist. I was feeling great. It, was, it had been a good weekend. I came home on Sunday afternoon and I felt overly tired. It's normal to be tired after that, but I was overly tired and wasn't wasn't feeling great. Had a little sore throat, so I, I went to bed early that night. Woke up the next morning, horrible sore throat and freezing to death. So I I took my temperature and had a over 103 temperature. So I went to the doctor. Told me I had strep throat. When I went to the doctor, my fever was over 104, which is almost dangerously high for an adult. And what my body was saying to me at that point was, you have physically exhausted yourself so much over the course of this busy weekend that, okay, I'm done. And now you're going to get sick. And and what I was experiencing that moment was not only physical exhaustion from a busy weekend, but mental exhaustion in preparing for things emotional exhaustion from things that had popped up during the weekend and spiritual exhaustion, just complete, total and utter exhaustion from all the things that had gone on during that weekend. And my body was rebelling against that saying, okay, you're done. And so it took two or three days to recover some antibiotics and a lot of rest. But I was provided for in that way. But I also began to understand that there needs to be times where we have rest. And it doesn't just need to be rest from the things that are going on in our lives. It needs to be rest that can only be provided for by the Father God. It needs to be rest that is supernatural. Take a look with me at the book of Matthew. I don't know where you're listening from today. If you're listening to this in your car, I would highly encourage you not to turn in your Bible right now. Just listen really carefully. But if you're listening in your spare time or you're not actively in a moving vehicle with your hands on the wheels, I would encourage you to look up Matthew chapter 11 and verse number 28. Matthew chapter 11, and starting in verse number 28. <clears throat> Excuse me. Then Jesus said, Come to me, all of you who are weary 
and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, let me teach you, because I am humble and gentle at heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy to bear, and the burden I give you is light. So if John chapter 6 is true, that we looked at in the service on Sunday, if that's true, that those that are coming are being drawn by the Father, then what that means in the context of Matthew chapter 11, when Jesus says, come to me, what it is is an invitation on behalf of not only Jesus, but also the Father who is drawing. He's saying, come, come to me. You've been laboring, you're heavy laden, you've got burdens in your life. The Father is drawing you, and now I'm inviting you. And, And what I want to provide for you is rest. I want you to notice a few things from this passage. First, I want you to notice a few things that Jesus does not promise as a result of coming to him. Jesus does not promise that when you come to him, he will provide you every detail for getting through that situation. He does not promise every detail. He does not promise a timeline. He does not promise a timeline. He does not promise instantaneous healing from that situation. He does not promise that he's going to do it like you think it should be done. The promise that Jesus makes in Matthew chapter 11 is very simple. Come to me, all who are heavy laden and labor, and I will give you rest. I will give you rest. Many times Christians are so busy that we don't even have time to look to Jesus to provide for our rest. We got to get home so fast so we can sit down and take a break. We got to make quick decisions in order that the next decision can be made. We've got to be able to slow down in order to hear from the Father. We've got to be able to slow down. Jesus doesn't promise everything lined out for, for us. But what he does promise is he promises rest. And he's already promised that his plan is going to be true. And his plan is the one that is best for our lives. 1 Peter chapter 5 and verse 7 says, Trust in me with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. Proverbs 3, 5 says, And you will find rest for your souls. So what we see there is that we can't rely on ourselves to provide something that only God can provide. Our understanding is messed up. Our understanding is incomplete. Our understanding is based on our human knowledge. And God's understanding and His plan for our life is based on only the plan that He has. And we need rest for our souls. We need these things. We need refreshment. We need time away. We need the ability to reconnect from God. And many times as believers, we're so busy with so many of the things that are going on that we don't even take time to listen to God 
because we think we have to figure it out so fast or the opportunity is going to go away. Let me give you just a few things in response to this passage on three ways to rest in Jesus. Three ways to rest in Jesus. If you're a note taker, I'll write these three things down. Three ways to rest in Jesus. Number one, pray and listen. Pray and listen. This past Sunday, we heard testimonies from a few students that went to youth camp. I was struck by a couple of things listening to those stories. Two out of the three students mentioned the, the quiet times where they had an opportunity to connect with God. One of the students that spoke on Sunday morning talked about the fact that they had typically carved out time in order to read, by, read their Bible and pray on a fairly regular basis. But one of the things that they had been encouraged to do at camp was to take time to listen. And they never really thought about that in such a detailed way. And it, and it struck me that many times when we are reading our Bibles and we are praying, we fail to give God enough time to answer. Now, sometimes God is not going to give an instantaneous answer to that request that we've offered up before him. But the one thing I know is if we never listen, it's going to be a whole lot harder for God to speak to our hearts. So not only do we have to pray to God, but we have to listen for God to answer. And, and in order to do that, we have to be quiet. And we just have to wait for God to speak in response to our, in response to our prayers. And this goes back to the idea of being so busy. Sometimes you have to carve out some intentional time where you pray to God and then you just sit there and focus on hearing his voice. So number one, we have to pray and we have to listen. Number two, we have to read scripture. We have to read scripture. Many of you I know do a, a daily quiet time or a daily devotional. Maybe you don't. Or maybe your daily devotional is is a nice story and one verse of scripture. There's nothing really wrong with that. But I want to encourage you to read your Bible daily. Read a chapter a day. Take the book of Ephesians, for example. Fairly short, six chapters. You could read the book of Ephesians one chapter a day, and over the course of about 30 days, you could have read it through six times. It's amazing what you recall if you will read things repeatedly. Now, I'm not saying read the book of Ephesians once every six days for a year, but what I am encouraging you to do is to have a systematic plan for reading the Bible. Start with a New Testament letter of Paul. Start with something short. Start with something that's easy to digest. Start with something that isn't going to get you bogged down. And then carry on. It's amazing what will happen if you will daily connect with God through His Word. Read Scripture. Read the Bible. Right now, Pastor Mark is preaching through the book of John. A tremendous place to start. Go to the book of John. Read a chapter or two a day. Carry on. 
you'll you'll be amazed at how God will change your life if you will read Scripture on a regular basis. So first, pray and listen. Pray and listen. Second, read Scripture. And third, this is where it gets difficult, obey the commands and let God change your heart. Obey the commands and let God change your heart. Many times we'll read things in Scripture and we'll think, wow, that, that'd be really easy if it wasn't for this. Or is, is that really that important? And we, and we process and rationalize these things in our head. But the key to being a fully devoted follower of Jesus Christ is to not only pray to Him and listen to His responses, it's not only to connect with Scripture and come to church, but we have to obey the commands that are laid out before us from the Word of God. I don't know about you, but if you're ever driving along a road and you see one of those little white rectangular signs and at the top of it it says speed limit and underneath it it has a number, that actually means that's the fastest you're supposed to go, not the minimum. I don't know if you all understand that or not. I know sometimes I've been guilty of misinterpreting those things. But those signs are there as a warning that that is the fastest you're supposed to go on that road. And I know many times that's not the fastest we go. We see that merely as a suggestion for those that are not in a hurry. But what I can tell you is if you consistently ignore or disregard the commands that are written on those little white rectangular signs that say speed limit, eventually it's going to catch up with you. you may not get pulled over today. It may not even be this year. But if you consistently disregard the commands that are written on those signs, one day you're going to meet someone from a law enforcement agency that's going to ask you, do you know how fast you were going, sir? Do you know how fast you were going, ma'am? Which is always a strange question because they know how fast you were going. They just want you to admit your crime. It's going to catch up with you one day. We know it, but sometimes we don't obey it. Same is true with the Word of God. We read that in Scripture and we say, oh, that sounds like a good idea. I'll get around to it. Well, I don't really think that's a, I don't like that. I'm not going to do that. Or maybe it's more subtle. Maybe it's something that we just don't think is that important. And so we fail to make it a priority. Not only do we have to pray and listen, not only do we have to read the Bible, but we have to obey the commands and let God change our heart. When we do those things, it's amazing what God can do in our lives through a connection with Jesus. Let me pray for us. God, thank you so much for the opportunity to open up your word today. We thank you. We love you. We do pray that there will be an opportunity for us to seek rest in you, let you change our lives so that we can be fully devoted followers of Jesus. I ask these saints in your name today, Jesus. Amen. Just a couple of quick snippets. Again, we encourage you to give us some feedback. Send us an email at help at fbcbigspring.org. Help at fbcbigspring.org. We'd love to hear from you on that and give us some ideas for future episodes. 
The other thing I would like to encourage you, and I will put this in some of the links on our social media, but there is a tremendous book, very short book. It's about 100 pages, and it's not even very large physically. Uh, it, you can read it in just a few hours. If you find yourself constantly busy or, or not knowing how to organize your time, there is a book written by a pastor and a professor in North Carolina. His name is Kevin DeYoung. Kevin DeYoung, and the name of the book is Crazy Busy. It's green and white in color. Crazy Busy. And the entire book is all about how we need to reorient our lives around the things that matter, and we need to be connected with the Father on a daily basis. So I'd encourage you to pick up a copy of that book. It's very small, it's very short, and it's very inexpensive. Crazy Busy by Kevin DeYoung. And that's a tremendous follow-up to this episode. So glad you've joined us today. Hope you can catch us on our next episode. Have a great day.